we will pay you three times your The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine. And we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from Scottsdale, Arizona, and I'm absolutely delighted to have you with us today. Uh, We have a lot to talk about, so let's just get right into it. Tuesday, I saw a rare appearance of Barbara Streisand on Good Morning America. Some of you may have seen that. She talked about how much more fulfilling it is to see her name on a building, the Barbara Streisand Women's Heart Center than having it on a billboard or a marquee. I was touched by that and her loving concern for women with heart disease. She really seemed truly dedicated to this cause. Now, these days we hear a lot about heart disease and heart health. But in addition, we're hearing more and more about being heart-centered, listening to the heart, leading with the heart, following the heart. We talk about a heart of gold, a heart of stone, losing heart, letting the heart lead the head. We say things like, oh, he's all heart, or he's faint-hearted, or he's got his whole heart in it. Some people can't move from recognizing the heart as an essential, life-giving, physical organ to an essential, spiritual, love-giving and receiving center of our being. A leading scientist, Anders Nilsson, has written a book called The Gentle Way of the Heart, saying, and I quote, in the divine world we are fully connected through our heart to our fellow beings. We're going to talk about the gentle way of the heart today. If you haven't already, go to the self-improvement blog to learn more about him, to see his picture and read the review of his book. Born in Stockholm, Sweden, Anders Nilsson has a Master's uh, of Engineering degree from the Royal Institute of Technology and a PhD in Physics from Uppsala University in Sweden. He was invited to UC Berkeley as a visiting scientist from 1994 through 1997 and in 2000 he became Professor of Photon Science at Stanford University. Also a professor of chemical physics in Stockholm University, he splits his time between Sweden and California, and I can't imagine how anybody can do that. Nelson is an internationally recognized scientist whose work on water was recently featured on the cover of the preeminent science magazine, Nature, and covered by Scientific American, and he was featured on the science channels through the wormhole. He has authored or co-authored over 250 scientific papers and one scientific book. Independent from his role as professor and scientist, he has nurtured a strong spiritual awakening that has been guided over the years by his own inner voice. 
and today he will discuss with us the gentle way of the heart. It is such an honor and absolute pleasure for me to welcome Anders Nilsson to the Self-Improvement Show. Anders, welcome. I'm so glad to have you with us today. Thank you so much, Irene. I, I am delighted uh, to be able to participate in your show. I'm very excited about that. Well, it's rare that we have a scientist who's had such a phenomenal spiritual awakening. I always start out by asking, you know, after all of the things I've said to you about you, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Anders Nelson, really? <laughs> I am a... If I would really follow my own book, I would say that um, uh, who I really am, I am a d- divine being who has experienced life in a human form, like everybody else. Like so, everybody else. Like everybody else. And, and uh, <clears throat> usually we shouldn't put too much emphasis on our identity in terms of profession or, or outer appearances. We should really more put our attention on, on the divine being we are. But since... Maybe we, we, we talk a little bit about what my life is, um, uh, my life experience, so to speak. Um, maybe coming into these, the writing about spiritual teachings and so on, and being a scientist. I was more than 20 years ago very much a fundamental scientist, believing that uh, if everything has to be. The, can be explained by science. If it couldn't be explained by science, it couldn't exist. See, that's why I'm so excited about having you on, because you're still truly a scientist, and yet you're a very spiritual being who's added a whole new dimension to what we can understand about some spiritual things, you know, especially about the role the heart plays. Yeah, so what happened to me was that uh, over 20 years ago, I, I went through a rather intense emotional turmoil, um, and uh, I realized that many things in my life didn't work, simply. Uh, I, I allowed people to walk over me, or I had difficulty with certain relationships. So I went into therapy, and, and really to see if, uh, if I can release some of these issues uh, within myself. And <clears throat> And that started, of course, a journey that is still unfolding. We, we are always on this journey. Uh, but it was a very rapid development for me 20 years ago, where it was a little bit like pushing a bottom, and uh, something changed very, very rapidly for me. And then I discovered another aspect of myself, um, and uh, I started to get in touch with my own inner voice, which, as I, as you pointed out, has been guiding me over the years. Um, and as, as of now, I sort of view, let's say, science uh, and spirituality to be complementary of each other. I, as I said, I, I am a divine being who has an experience in the human form of this life. And my, my point of view is that science cannot explain our divine origin. It cannot actually explain who we truly are. It is only something we have to know ourselves. But what science does very well is to actually explain our experience 
of the outer world that we have through living our life. And I found that very fascinating, being a scientist, to really learn how what I call the physical world really works and, and how intricate it is and how beautiful it is. And we're ways. learning more and more and more about it all the time. Tell us just a little bit about what you do as a scientist. Uh, I know you work with research on water. But yeah. what, what is it that you look at specifically and, and what do you teach? So typically I, I mostly do research. I, I teach in chemical physics, which is a little bit the borderline between the chemistry and physics. But when it comes to water, I think most people uh, recognize the importance of water for our planet. And we know also that we are mostly made of water. And, and, and we also know that water might be our biggest challenge for the future. Uh, we think energy is the big challenge, but we can replace oil with other things, but we cannot replace water. So we have to really put our attention to have water, clean water for mankind. Um, but water has also a lot of intricate properties, very strange. Like if you look at, uh, put a have a glass of ice water, you can see how the ice cubes actually floats. Usually a solid should be more dense than the liquid. So there are like six, over 60 of these very unusual properties of water that makes it to look like it doesn't belong to this world. It doesn't follow anything else. It doesn't follow like a normal liquid, like an alcohol, acetone, uh, oil, or any other liquid. It's yeah, just very weird. And and uh, so we are researching a lot of this, so to speak, weirdness in to understand where this comes from in terms of its molecular structure. Water is not just H2O, that is when it's a free molecule in the gas phase. But the question is how the molecules are connected in the liquid to make all these extraordinary properties. And, and, and the water is, of course, like a dance in the liquid where everything is changing very rapidly and so on. So it's a very fascinating topic, actually. And most of us just take it for granted. We have water, we have a drink of water, we put ice in it, we don't notice whether it floats or sinks, we just enjoy it. Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> it is to be enjoyed. But we have to remember also that that we are water. You know, a newborn baby, for instance, is 90% water. Oh, I didn't know they were 90%. Yes, and, and, and uh, as we get older, we dehydrate, and, and uh, when people are up to 60, 70 years old, they're typically maybe 60% water, but we are actually mostly water, and, and uh, it's, it's a very, very interesting um, thinking. If you, if you have a sensation of your own body, you know, you, how you feel it and so on, you have to realize may, maybe most of the sensation actually is in the water. Have you seen, I know you've seen the studies by, I think his name is Masuro Emoto, or, I mean, right now I didn't look it up, um, but he shows beautiful crystals of, I assume that it's ice, um, yes. and the effects that your emotions or your attitudes or your words have on it. Have you done, tried to do anything like that with it? No, I, ha I have not, because my goal is more to actually study the liquid itself. Uh, uh, he's he's been freezing uh, water and 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 uh, try to correlate how the crystal look like as he frees it to how the water before was treated or or and so on. But his approach, I would say, is it's it's not truly scientific. It's just a very beautiful way, artistic way, I would say, to show the beauty of water and so on and demonstrate. 
uh, how, how, depending on how we feel or, or, or treat water, how the ice crystals will be look like. But it's not really a scientific approach he has done with it, so to speak, if we, if we are a little bit more um, fundamental about it, so to speak. <laughs> and you're the true scientist. Those of us who really are not scientifically oriented look at it and think, you know, th- that's really wonderful to know because we're so much water is that's what's happening inside us when we have these negative or very positive emotions. You know, on that note, it's time for us to go to break. We'll be right back with more with Anders Nilsson. So stay tuned. We're just getting to the good part. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self-improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the self-improvement show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the self-improvement show. My guest today is Anders Nilsson. And we're talking about his book, The Gentle Way of the Heart. Anders, you're a scientist involved in researching water. Uh, You've been published. You've written all kinds of papers and a scientific book. And now you have this very deeply spiritual book, The Gentle Way of the Heart. What compelled you to write such a book? Um, It was a little bit related to... Uh, request by some people for me to write down. I've been teaching this material uh, in workshops, particularly in Sweden over the years, and and uh, maybe not that much recently because I, I focus more on the book, but I felt eventually um, the call to, to write the book, and, uh, and part of the call also was coming from within. Uh, I, I, I sort of felt that the world actually would need this book, and uh, and I took the time. It was a little bit hard for me because, being a scientist, uh, you have a very busy life, and um, 
so it was a challenge to 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 carve out the time uh, to write the book because I couldn't just simply switch between between being a scientist one hour and 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 write this book and the next hour I needed to really carve out the time. But I I, f I felt so strongly within that I I should do it and uh, and I'm very happy I did and uh, I hope it will uh, help people and help uh, help the world. I can't imagine that it will not. It seems like a book that's perfect for these troubled times we're in. And I found myself wishing that the people who are so full of anger and fear and, you know, are, are you know, and involved in all the wars and traumas across the, the world would have a copy and sit down with it. I think it would make a tremendous difference. I hope so, and I, and I hope that, um, as I call it, will grow organically, will spread, and and people can uh, really, uh, more and more people can get in touch with it. Um, the purpose how the book is written is also it's for everyone, from the most advanced spiritual pers person that had been gone through a lot of, uh, let's say, training or or studies in spirituality, to the newcomer. It's it's actually for everyone. Uh, and, and I totally and, agree with that. And I totally agree with that. And I'm, you know, it hasn't been out long enough for people to have had a chance to sit through it a couple times. But my guess is that after you've gone through it the first time, if you go back and do it again and maybe again, each time you'll get into a deeper part of yourself. Uh, I. It it is actually as I, as I as I point out in the introduction, uh, everybody should read it twice. Maybe each chapter, um, start with one chapter and read it again. Because usually the first time we read something, we 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 use the mind a lot to parse the word together, so to speak. And the second reading, when we are more familiar with the words, we can feel it more within how it resonates within, and and that is very important because the book is written and both for the mind and from the heart and and it's it's also for people to have an emotional respond um, the goal of the book is actually to create a very positive I would say um, outlook of the world, a very positive outlook on ourselves, um, that we can discover that there is no real threat in the world. Uh, we can discover a very safe and loving existence uh, that we have within ourselves, um, and so it's really bringing this positive outlook because uh, the mind can be so busy with so many worries, uh, but the heart really knows. Uh, the love we have within, and 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 it's really to bridge these two, so actually, eventually, the mind comes into the service of the heart. No, we're such a. I don't know how it is in Sweden, but in this country, we're so busy about so many things that don't matter. You know, and we have so <laughs> many distractions that it's really hard to be quiet enough to do the kind of work that your book requires however that being said you know if you read the chapter reflectively and then sit with it only a few minutes and allow yourself to begin working on the particular thing that you're talking about in that chapter it's really easy to get to that place 
much easier than I a time than I've had with some other books that have similar kind of exercises. And and maybe your book just speaks to me that way. Maybe that's just where I am right now that I need this in particular. But I found the work you do, and I guess to be more specific, at the end of each chapter you have a page called Concentration Study and Meditation. And if you do that Concentration Study and Meditation, it you really come to a deeper part of yourself than you may have been familiar with before. Yeah, that was the, that's the goal very much of these, uh, I call it, you could call it exercises and so on, because eventually you can, you can read uh, many different types of books and, and they stay in your mind, but you need to bring it into an experiential, uh, experience, let's say an experience in your life, uh, how you can practice this in your daily life. And, and the exercise is a little bit meant for that to both reflect um, on your life, but also maybe pause uh, a second or so during your, during your day and uh, and look at your own view of the world or how you respond or 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 wait a little bit before you respond to someone um, to connect more within and so on. So it it really to to build up for someone not only an understanding um, of who they are. But the self-discovery, who they really are in such a way that they can bring it forward in their daily life. And, and this book truly does that. You state that you, you keep your scientific and spiritual world separate. How do you reconcile the two? I don't know how you can keep them separate. Of course, uh, it, it's, it's, it's a little bit more that... Um, Nothing is, of course, separate. Uh, it's just that I, I am a scientist. I, in, in my work, I do the scientific work. Um, I, as a spiritual person or as teaching my spirituality, uh, they are, at this point, a little bit disconnected. Um, what, what the purpose of the book is also, I hope, uh, to, to open up for other people who are scientists to this type of teaching, uh, because what I believe very much is uh, we should, when we have, so to speak, discover who we are and we can bring forward what I call our true self and the love that we feel within ourselves, um, we can then use the tools that we have from science and technology to really manifest a loving world for the future. And that, I think that's why I'm so positive for the future, because I believe that this is actually what's going to happen. We will, humanity as a whole, and each of us has to do our own contribution, uh, we'll open up and discover who we are and the loving place within, and, and then we can manifest and we can change this world completely. And, and science and technology will play a very important role in this because when we have we use science and technology from the loving aspect within ourselves, we can create something unbelievable for the future. Oh, I totally agree with you. And just the shift in our energy alone will make some will make different a difference. Yes, and, and we will be co-creative in nature, not destroying nature. 
we we can we can imagine how we can uh, do artificial photosynthesis. Actually, something I'm also working on a little bit. How we can make, uh, let's say, our future fuels from sunlight instead, instead of burning oil. Uh, maybe we can be co-creative in nature, and and we don't build a house in the future. We grow a house together with nature. You know, all sort of things oh, can be. Oh, that's a lovely idea. We all all things can be possible when we when we emerge with. Uh, on the on the discovery uh, of nature, um, uh, but using all of this uh, to really manifest the goal is to manifest um, a loving world uh, for everybody. Uh, that is the goal, um, and and I also talk about in the book a lot what I uh, call call the false self, which is of course some people might call it the ego and so on, um, but. Uh, the false self has sort of uh, been created when we have been in pain and we didn't, didn't want to feel the pain and then sub-personalities split off on us. But most people today is very much controlled by the false self. And what is driving a lot of the uses of technology, economy, politics and so on is a lot from the false self. But if you can reverse this and, and actually drive everything from the true self, uh, we, have a, we will have something very fantastic to happen. Don't you think that there's... M- to me, it seems there's greater longing now in people for real love, for the true self, you know, for the, the kind of love you talk about in your book. But many don't know how to drop what they've been into all their lives to find it. Yes, I, I mean, that that is true. I think there is an enormous longing for it. Um, I think we will go through times uh, with the turmoil, and part of that turmoil will tell us that things doesn't work any longer, and, and we need something different. Um, I also discuss this in the book that often we humans learn through pain. We learn what doesn't work. We learn what love is not in order to find what love really is. Um, so the purpose of the book is a little bit also to be a roadmap for someone to actually make this discovery, and I and I I hope that it can inspire people and also find it much faster by going through the book and doing the exercises, and also yeah. help other people to also find their true self and 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 uh, transform themselves into their real, the real you, so to speak. When I was writing the review, I I was thinking about your analogy of the roadmap. And I'm thinking, you know, a lot of times when we get on the road to take a trip, we we put our foot on the gas pedal and we go and we just want to get there. We don't look around us to see the beauty. We don't look around us to see what else is there. We don't enjoy our passengers. We're just so intent to get to the end. (laughs) But with your book, we really need to sit and enjoy every page. You know the exercises, every page, the you know the wonderful quotes, the and, and then savor the feelings that we get when we're doing the the meditation or you know the concentration study meditation portion of it. You know, you, you can't rush through that and get the richness that you've put there. 
you could say in 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 a certain way that uh, the goal is not always the end point the goal is the journey exactly and, and and that is what you describe because if we if we back reflect on this as i say that we are divine being that is experienced this life and as we are divine being we are of course having a connection with ourselves into something completely magnificent magnificent and and but we are here uh, to experience a human form and experience a life partly uh, to play hide and hide and seek with ourselves so um, if you really want to experience ourselves maybe a good way to do that is to lose ourselves first completely and then we will experience ourselves as the journey of self-discovery we discover more another piece we discover another piece and another piece and then we get the sensation of who we are by doing that self-discovery and that is of course the road the journey is to do that self discovery. Oh, it's an interesting thought of playing hide and seek with yourself. On that note, we're going to go to break when we come back. We're going to talk a little bit about the light. So stay tuned, we'll be right back with more with Anders Nilsson. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Have you ever noticed that sometimes life just feels easier, especially when judgment of you or anyone else ceases to exist? What if you could function from that space all the time? What if gratitude is the key? Every time you are grateful for someone or something, a new universe opens up. What difference can you create in your life and the world from the energy, space, and consciousness of gratitude? Join us on Access Consciousness Presents Beyond Saying Thank You every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you ready to move to your next level? Listen for Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with host Rebecca Hall Greider. Each show will focus on a central topic with discussion, guests, and your questions being featured. Our show is perfect for women who feel a call in their heart to step out in a bigger, more powerful way in their life and just need some encouragement, inspiration, and practical steps to support them on their journey. Empowering Women, Transforming Lives can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Every one of us confronts challenges that rock our world to the core, making us confused and disoriented, not knowing which way is up. On The Mother Rising, host Margaret Jacobson will nourish that spark that enlivens. You will be both empowered and inspired to create the changes leading you on your path to your own true freedom. Discover your worth and what you are capable of. Tune into The Mother Rising every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's one 888 
346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the self improvement show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back. Our guest today is Anders Nilsson. We're talking about his book, The Gentle Way of the Heart. The subtitle of this book is Discover the Light Within. Talk about this light, Anders. What is this light you speak about? Um, it's not a physical light in terms of what we think in, ter- uh, in physics. It's more like a metaphor um, of uh, our true nature. Um, so I think some people might even have, uh, have had their own inner experience of um, feeling a little of this light. So um, it's that we, the, 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 the beauty of using the word light is because light doesn't have a beginning or an end. It just is there. It goes everywhere when we have the light. And, and that is the same of our true nature. Uh, who we really are has no beginning and no end, uh, has existed beyond time and space. Uh, and that is also what we can think about the light. So um, I have an exercise in the book, uh, a little bit of how we can open ourselves uh, to the warmness around the heart, we feel often some sort of warmness in our chest when we are relaxed or when we are feeling love to something. We feel this warmness there. Um, and and the exercise a little bit is to open a portal um, like we would have a doorway in our chest uh, to step in into that warmness and, and then simply to experience that we have a light in there. We can visualize that for ourselves, that there is a light that has no beginning and no end, have always existed, will always exist beyond time and space. And when we have that um, visual connection to that metaphor of light of who we truly are, we can feel how we radiate that light out. I think many people have experienced that when they are meeting someone who is very much connected with their own love, they are a little bit radiating. Um, And when we also are feeling very happy or we are feeling self-content, not worried about anything, we can feel a little bit like we are radiating within ourselves. It's it's like our body is filled with this light, so to speak. And um, the purpose of the book is is to discover this and to not maybe to study it per se, but have more an experience of it. And also to realize that we are this light and there is nothing that truly can threaten this light. Since it exists beyond time and space, it doesn't matter what happens in our life, uh, the light is always going to be there in whatever form it may take in the future, but we are always going to be safe and, and we have this that goes beyond anything we can imagine. What do you mean when you say whatever form it may take in the future? Uh, Because the light might uh, be, since it goes anywhere, everywhere, so to speak, in in the universe, it has no beginning and no end, or not even the universe, it's beyond what we even can think of today. Um, So we might be also existing 
uh, in many different forms at many other existences, so to speak. And um, I don't particularly write a lot about that in the book because it can be a little bit difficult topic. Uh, but I have some stories in the book where I, uh, for instance, are um, transcending a little bit time and space uh, where I'm, I think I have a little story about how I actually go and meet uh, my old family in in Hawaii in um, uh, on on a on a beautiful um, place there across the bay, and I swim over there. And I, when I'm have meditated there over the years, I sort of have cross over and exist at that spot beyond time and space. And I can meet my old family, my wife and kids, and everything. Uh, that I, a little bit like a dream sensation. And of course, I'm meeting and crossing over with my light to other time existences, so to, so to speak. And um, But the purpose of the book is not so much to focus on, on, on the, uh, these type of phenomena. The purpose is really to focus more on uh, the light within, to feel more a loving experience on ourself. Um, because if you go and discuss too many, too much about um, some of this that could sound a little bit occult, we're actually missing the point. And the point is really more this mystical experience of, of who we are. Exactly. Uh, and, and that is so important. Um, and and there, therefore, we should focus on that. Now, everybody experiences it in their own unique way. So how do people discover the light? How do they know that that's what it is? I, I, I usually, um, as I outline, uh, take a two-step approach. Or well, actually, there are three steps. Uh, the first step is to enter what I call beingness, uh, which is that we we become a little bit silent within, and we ask ourselves, what is the sensation that I truly exist? Um, I exist independent that I have to do anything. I don't need to pretend to be someone. I just exist who I am. And 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 just to sit down and sink in and, and and feel this that you actually exist. And when we do that, we start to connect more and more actually with our core beingness of who who we truly are. Um, and it's a little bit like everything else become come a little bit into rest, so to speak. Um, and from that point, we can do the sensation or have the sensation of this warmness in our chest and starting to open up that portal of the light within. And practice that simply by sitting down um, and visualizing that we have this light within. I, I, I have a description how I did it and how I also have been teaching it uh, in my workshops. Eventually, everybody has to find their own way to, to discover it. Uh, but we have to sort of become very silent within, and, and first of all, and, and, and come into this beingness. The third step in this process is to realize that we have a lot of fear and worries in our life. And uh, I call it that we connect with one hand 
uh, with this light and love within ourselves, and with the other hand, we reach out to the challenges in our everyday life, um, and we transform our fears and our worries uh, by by becoming intimate with them, and eventually bringing them into the light in our heart. And then, and our, when you do that, they're just gone. They sort of transform. They they they. Um, they often reflected or, or was a little mirror image of an aspect of ourself uh, that we have uh, forgotten about. And, and when we do this process, um, that place that was a little bit of void, they, we didn't have the light there, is now becoming filled of, with light. So they are not gone. Uh, we have transformed them to something else that becomes our strength. And, and we brought in actually another quality, another aspect of ourselves that we actually was uh, uh, depriving a little bit before. Um, so we grow in that process. And we grow. I have to ask you this question. Because you're a scientist, have you consider the, considered the light from a scientific point of view? Is it purely subjective or does it have an objective existence as well? I think today we wouldn't have any any possibility to investigate that, and I would be very cautious uh, to say anything on that topic because I know my fellow scientists <laughs> would would uh, would uh, could be um, very critical and get upset if I if I would say something that is not according to to um, to our uh, scientific disciplines. But I, I would say that it's, it's something very subjective, and and we don't have the tools today to uh, to see that. We, we we might discover more and more uh, how let's say our molecular structures or or how we as a, as a human being how we are interacting uh, on a on a molecular level more and more with our own consciousness and i'm sure that will be something more unraveling in the future uh, in 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 many years to come how will we make that uh, discovery um, i had once a, a very strong experience uh, swimming in water i love to be in water and after one of my spiritual workshop uh, i was out swimming in cold water uh, where i have to walk, go through some of my own fear and and it was a very cloudy day and suddenly the sun opened up and shined on me and i heard this voice within myself said i am I am everything, but I will reveal my true nature for humanity first through water. So it was. Oh. A- that that's that's beautiful, and and you know, as a spiritual being, you know, I mean, it, it's a knowing that you have. Yes. That you have the light within. Yes. It's and- it's not something that you can explain that easily, but you know. I had a good friend who told me always to trust the information that I get. And, and I would say that to the listeners, that when, when they do these exercises and they have a sensation of the light, they need to trust it. Yes. I, and I think the book is very much based on, um, that's why we, I have the sub, subtitle, Discover the Light Within, is by going through the book, um, reading it maybe a few times as we talked about, doing this, this uh, the exercises, um, because 
there are many, many different aspects of this, how we view the world, how we view our own reality, how we shouldn't label it as good or bad, and, and how we can accept things. It's a lot about accepting things. By, by going through all of these different steps and, and, let's say, following the roadmap, we will more and more discover the light within, and that is really the purpose. And that is really the book. What what would you say is the most important message of the book? Is that the most important message of the book or is there another? I think the most important message is that it's about acceptance. Um, acceptance means that I accept who I am, that I don't need to be perfect. I just accept who I am. I accept the past, which automatically brings forgiveness. And I accept everyone else for who they are. That also brings forgiveness. One uh, of the things you said that really struck me was that, you know, perfection requires judgment. Yes. And and so when we strive for perfection, we might look to spiritual teachers or guru or different people and we want to become like them. Uh, that's the wrong path. Uh, it's not to become like them. They all, everybody has their challenges. Um, it's just to accept who we are. And that on is that the- note, we need to take a break. This is Irene Conlon with my guest Anders Nilsson saying stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenise Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenise and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Every one of us confronts challenges that rock our world to the core, making us confused and disoriented, not knowing which way is up. On The Mother Rising, host Margaret Jacobson will nourish that spark that enlivens. You will be both empowered and inspired to create the changes leading you on your path to your own true freedom. Discover your worth and what you are capable of. Tune into The Mother Rising every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. 
Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. Our guest today is Anders Nielsen. We're talking about his book, The Gentle Way of the Heart. Before we get into this last section, Anders, tell us how we can find you. Can we find you on the Internet? I know people are going to want to know more about you, know how to get your book, how to find you on the web. So can you fill us in with that? We we are just putting very soon up a a, a website called gentleway.me. Me, uh, and the book is available on Amazon, uh, and it will also be in 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 the in the bookstores. So they might not yet be in the bookstore. You can order it through the bookstores, um, but Amazon it's available right now. Um, and what about the website? I know that it's not quite up yet. When will it be up and and accessible? I think I, I will. We will make sure that it's up uh, roughly within the week, at least in such a way that there is a way to contact me, uh, and and then the website will be continuously being developed. Uh, and if you go to the the self improvement blog, you'll see that there is a place that you can learn more about the book and about him uh, through Warwick, which is his um, PR firm, and they have a really nice page. Uh, about the book and about Anders. So I, I would suggest that if nothing else, you get this book because if you're interested at all um, in in the spiritual part of you, the, this oh, the real part of you, that this is a book to read. Uh, I, I can't recommend it highly enough. It's just one of the best I have had. Anders, we've talked a lot about the book and, and some of the teachings there. How can, it, how can it help people who are walking around in this physical body, having to make a living, uh, doing all the things that we have to do on a daily basis? I, th- I think uh, one, one of the important things uh, in this book is it's, it is that we all are uh, going through challenges in our daily life. Um, we might have felt heartbreaking experience in, in, in the relationship. Maybe we have lost our, our, our job or, or we, we lost a, a dear one, so to speak. And, and in these difficult times, um, it's very important to connect within ourselves. Uh, and even though every, all the time we'll, we will have to go through a process with uh, emotional turmoil, I know this very well since I've gone through it myself, um, but to have one little connection within ourselves to this, what I call the light within, where we have um, some sort of level of acceptance of our reality, uh, where we accept ourselves, we accept everybody else who they are. Um, we can change a lot how we view our own experience. Even though we go through an experience that is painful, we can still have some sort of level of um, not taking it too personal, uh, that that we are just having an experience of our life and that we are a divine being that is so magnificent and exists beyond time and space that uh, we talked about before. So having that connection, even though we will lose it so many times during the day, and it happens to me as well, I lose it all the time. <laughs> 
there is there is no need to try to be perfect. Um, but it's just by by practicing and working on this, we can bring that connection back, and where we where we have that sensation of of being this magnificent being, this true self, we just come back faster, and it's going to bring a much more satisfying life, uh, where we might not take it too personal. Still, difficult things will happen in our life. That's part of being human. Um, but we might not take it as personal, and we might not lose ourselves as much as we have done in the past. And we will therefore be uh, more in tune with the present moment, even in difficult times. It would be nice if we didn't have these difficult times, but I guess we need to think, what am I learning from this? How am I growing from this? You know, how can I make a difference for other people because of this? Uh, I, yeah, if, if I yeah, yeah, just comment on that, often I, I have back reflected on what I consider to be difficult times in the past, and I often discover that Actually, it was a blessing. Many good things happened out of that difficult time. I, I went through uh, and had to release an aspect of myself. Maybe I needed to take another turn in my life. Usually, there has always been good things that came out of the difficult times. And it prepared you for something that was coming down the road that you weren't aware of yet. Exactly, yeah, and and sometimes we 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 are so filled um, and being stuck in certain way, or we have expectation in certain way, which might not be entirely life fulfilling, um, and and it's just a little bit painful uh, when we are when the universe is correcting ourselves and and. Uh, Often, even when we have a loss of a dear one and we feel like our heart is fully crying, we actually might be a process of releasing a lot of old pain that we had within ourselves. And with that releasing that pain, we can actually bring in more love in the future. It's just when we're in the middle of it, it's so difficult. Um, and, and by being then more connected to within, as we are in this painful situation, it will actually help us tremendously even though we are feeling the pain. We could feel the pain and the love within simultaneous, and then the love will always eventually have a louder voice. Oh, what's next for you, Anders? What's, what do you have in the pipeline? I'm thinking about a little bit of a, of a, of a new uh, book project, because I think what is very important is for us to paint a future um, and I want to paint a future, how a world will be when we all live from our true self. Oh, how uh, wonderful it would be just even to think about it. What's the thought you'd like to leave with our listeners today? We're just about at the end of the show. I think many people are also concerned today of what we consider challenging times in our world. and We, we have to be aware of that the media always portraying negative things for us. And oh, it's, yeah. And it's therefore very important uh, that we stay focused on, on the love and light that we have within because we have to realize that there is so much love and light out there. We just don't hear about it. And, and, 
as I've seen and back reflected on, on, the, on the world uh, in the last 50, 60 years, I'm seeing a tremendous progress in a very positive way. Two step forward, one step backward. Right. But we should all view and realize there is enormous positive, beautiful progress. Let's focus on that, not take in too much negativity. And that will help the world a lot. Oh, absolutely. Next week's guest is D. Elias, who's going to talk about the harmful chemicals in our skincare and our beauty par- products. And she's going to tell us about her new company that offers natural herbal alternatives. I think we're all concerned a little bit about that. Anders, thank you so, so much for being with us today. I, I, I recommend everybody get your book, The Gentle Way of the Heart. I thank you so much for the wonderful words you've offered us. Thank you very much, Irene. It's been a pleasure for me to talk with you and also really feel the listeners out there. I can all feel their heart and uh, my blessing to all of you. Thank you so much. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Anders Nielsen, saying thank you so much for being with us today. Come back again next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for The Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.